Bible has to say about that. Now, uh, in Baptist ranks, <laughs> there are some differences of opinion of how and when. But the Bible is pretty clear on what. And uh, uh, so tonight, I want to take a, I, I, I don't think I'll be very long because I don't feel real, real well, but I'll do my best. I want to I wanna talk about a subject tonight that if you are a Christian and you are watching any world news, now let me say, I don't watch world news anymore. Because uh, <laughs> I, they say things and bring reports that I get upset with. And, and the book of Psalms said, Fret not thyself for evildoers, for the Lord seeth that their day cometh. And when I see them giving away America, I served in the military, and... Uh, and I took an oath that I would defend this country against all foreign and, and domestic enemies. That's right, man. And when I see them giving our nation away, I can't keep from fretting. So I just don't watch it. I just say, Lord, it's bad. And you know how bad it is, and I don't. But I know that we got wicked men running this nation today. And uh, I think... High school seniors out of Oklahoma could run the nation better than them idiots we got up there right now. Now, when I say that, Paul said pray for governors and, and kings and them that have authority. And I do pray for them every day, but I don't agree with them. Amen. And, I, uh, and, and, and it bothers me, so I just don't watch it. I read the Bible and try to read the good news. And there's a lot of good news in the Bible for believers. Now, let me say, there's bad news in the Bible for unbelievers. Amen. So I don't want to get, uh, I, want, I want to get that wire straight when we start. I want to talk tonight a few minutes about the man of sin. The man of sin. Now, the man of sin uh, in the Bible is called different things. Uh, he's called a beast, and he's called uh, uh, the Antichrist in 1 John and 2 John. Uh, and uh, so I want to just talk a little about it now let me say let me say when I get through with this teaching you'll still have questions and you'll probably have some questions I can't answer but I, I want to read some things that the Bible has to say about where this world's coming to now uh, again talking about the the national news uh, that, that's, that comes out, whether it's radio or TV, uh, what little that I hear about it, it lets me know we're headed right in to what this Bible talked about. The first thing, first place I want to read for you is some comforting news that Paul, Apostle Paul, gave the church at Thessalonica. And I'll be, I'll, I'll look at Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. And I'll read, uh, I want to read a little bit here. Uh, let me say again to you, I've got a new Bible, and it, my pages stick together, and so it takes me a little while sometimes to find a verse. 
But, but I want to just say some things that the Bible says about the man of sin. Now, uh, I think, I think that the world is going to get so wicked and in so much chaos, as you see that right now, that uh, the world governments are going to cease to, to, uh, to govern. I mean, I mean, right now, our Congress is not governing. They're out of business. Now, I'm old enough to know that communists take over every time that a country's governments do not, do not rule well. I mean, I don't know how many of you in here are students of history, but if you take the situation in Russia in 19, uh, 1917 and 18, how, how did the communists get in charge there? Well, basically they ran a good propaganda system, which is what they got today, and, and, the, and the people supposed to rule couldn't rule. And so the communists just stepped in. Do you see anything parallel to that in our nation today? You see what I mean? Now, we, we were taught when I, was, when I was in school, elementary school, which had been a long time ago, uh, we opened the, uh, the, the teacher opened the, the school morning with calling the roll and then uh, we would, and then we would say the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, uh, sing uh, "America the Beautiful" or "God Bless America," and uh, and most of the teachers would read us a psalm, and uh, and one teacher we had would pray. But 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 our Supreme Court ruled God out of the schools. Now we got him out of the school. We got him out of the courthouse. We got him out of the White House. And I hope we don't have him out at your house. But most people know, uh, has left the Lord. And what is that scripture in uh, uh, the Old Testament? Uh, says, uh, uh, the Lord is angry with the wicked every day. And all nations that forget God shall be turned into hell with the wicked. I paraphrase that. I didn't quote it exact. But God still means that. He still means that. Me and you might have changed our mind on things, but he hadn't. All right? Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. Now we, see, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Now, did you get that? So what does that verse tell us that Paul's going to talk about? What does that tell us he's going to talk about? He's going to talk about the coming of Christ. Right? Okay. That you be not soon shaken in mind, nor be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Now, he was talking to people in their day. In their day. All right? Now he's going to talk about some later dates. The next verse says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. All right. I was saved in 1950. 
Preachers then thought there was a falling away. But, but there hadn't been a falling away. They, they were not in a falling away in 1950. We've been in a falling away for the last 30 years or maybe 40, whatever time frame you want to put on it. One man said to me one time, asking me, he said, uh, Brother Glenn said, you think the falling away be to, the, to the, the, the society as a whole or to the church? And I said, it'll be to both. I mean, it'll be to both. I'm, I, and I, I never say that, that I don't think about when a, when a Pollard church that I was raised in up until I was 18 years old, and I wasn't a Christian most of the time, uh, but but uh, uh, evangelists that come there never had to preach on the reality of hell. We get that house full of people. Now they were mostly farmers and sharecroppers, but a preacher never had to prove there's a hell. We get we get we get visitors come in here today, and you mention hell, and they look like what's that? And and, and so you have to spend some time convincing them that there's a real hell. See? Okay. That's a falling away, isn't it? Of a society? Now, also, back in the 50s, most independent Baptist churches, we called them missionary Baptists back then, you'd have, uh, you'd have 70 or 80 members even in the country. Now, we have 16 and we're in the city. Is that a falling away? Of course it is. Paul was talking about this uh, uh, around 2,000 years ago. Now, now people weren't looking at it. And I know, I read some history books on preachers. I got one good history book out of uh, the early preachers in Kentucky and Tennessee. And, uh, and they thought they were in the falling away. But they, they were not. We're in the falling away. All right, let me read on. Uh, for that son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is God, says in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. <coughs> so what's this guy going to do? Number, what's his number one characteristic? I hope you'll say deception. That's what he's going to do. He's going to deceive. Now, now you understand, most of the time when you talk about governing, you're talking about a king, you're talking about a president, or you're talking about a governor. Well, this guy is going to come in. He's going to come in. He's going to come in peaceably. And... and, uh, and uh, in other words, the world is going to be in such a chaos, they're going to look for a problem solver. And so, he's going to get in. Now, when he gets in, when he, the first day that he arrives, he's not going to say, I'm God. He's going to deceive people. Oh, yeah, we'll solve this war problem. We'll, we'll get these Muslims, these Israeli, Israelis worked out. We'll get this worked out in China. That's what he's going to say the first day. But when he's in there about three years, he's going to start assuming that he's deity. See? He's going to assume that he's deity. All right? 
Let me read on. Verse 5. Remember you not when I was with, yet with you I told you these things. Now you know what withhold us that he might be revealed when? When? Right. In his time. See? In his time. Now what that tells me is that I may not be here, but the world is going to receive him. Because it's his time. You see what I mean? You say, you say, well, Mr. Pollard, could God keep him from reigning? Yeah. But, but, but we're so wicked in the earth that God is going to turn it over to him. See? That's going to be, that's going to be uh, the, the end of the end time when he takes over. Now we know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity. Did you get that word mystery? Huh? That means most people ain't going to know about it. Now if you think people know about that, tomorrow when you go out on your job, you, you look you up, just anybody, and say, do you know about the man of sin coming? Just where you work. Ask him. Now, some will say, yeah, I've heard of it. Most of them are going to say, no, I never heard nothing about that. You see, that's in America. See? So, so the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only who, he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Now, I'm coming to a doctrinal point. Not everybody agrees with me right here. And that's all right. If you don't agree, that's fine. We'll still be friends. Who letteth in the spiritual realm? Right, the Holy Ghost. You know, God gave the Holy Ghost down here, and you go out to work and you see all them people, that, uh, a lot of them, they curse, and, and they don't give God one thought of the day, and, 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 and all that. But, but verse John chapter 1, says that God lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Don't say that. Okay, what does that mean? That means them people that you work with now, they ain't as bad as they're going to get because the Holy Ghost restrains them somewhat. Now, when you take him out of here, mister, your buddies, they may be your friends that you work with, they're not saved. They're going to turn into absolute outlaws. Many of them are. See, so the Holy Spirit has got some restraint, a little bit of restraint, even on heathens. You see what I mean? All right. Until he be taken out of the way, then shall that wicked, and that's a capital W, that means a person. That wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, I think that's the final battle when he comes to destroy all this junk. Uh, when we come on white horses, that's when I think it is. I've got some friends that, that says it's an, there'll, be more than, there'll be some more battles, and they may be right. But there's one thing I know, that he's going to put down all authority. When he gets here, all these rebels of 
regardless of how intense, they're going to be put down. All right? Even him whose comings after the work of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all the deceivableness, what did I say a while ago his chief characteristic was? A deceiver. A deceiver. You see what I mean? Of unrighteousness in them that perish because they, why? Why do they perish? Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should be able to believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Is that the world we're living in today? Huh? Okay. All right. Now, let's, let's look at Matthew 24. I'm going to try to hurry here because I've got some ground to cover. Turn to Matthew 24 and look at verse 11. Matthew 24. Now, Matthew 24, all Christians that knows anything about their Bible knows this is Jesus telling the apostles the last day prophecy. But I caution you about chapter 24 of Matthew. Chapter 24 of Matthew is chiefly to the Jewish nation. Now, I don't mean there's not some things in there for us. In other words, earthquakes in diverse places. That's probably going to be us. But, but this is chiefly to the Jewish nation because he was getting ready to leave. Let's look at verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Now, that's a very, very important verse. What are you seeing today? Anybody, I hope you don't, but maybe you have, turned through Osteen lately? If you have, did you notice how many people in his congregation? Huh? He's probably got 2,000 in his congregation. What is that? And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. They come down here and hear us preach and teach uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his shed blood for sin. They wouldn't stay 20 minutes. So, so I, now I just want to say, especially for our young folks, see, that's what that is. You see them monkeys on television trying to be preachers and and. and, and if you send them $100, they'll get God to do something good for you. That's deception. And teach your children that. Okay? And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, that's not salvation of the soul there. That's salvation. That's the flesh being saved. If you'll let me get uh, uh, a little further down here, I'll prove that to you. Uh, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness to all nations, and then shall the end come. Now, all right, now that's the gospel of the kingdom. That's not Paul's gospel. You say, how do you know that, Mr. Pollard? Well, when the church gets out of here, it's not the end. It's the end for us, but not them. They're going to stay here a while. But, but when the gospel of the kingdom is preached, and I think that's the Jews that's going to 
uh, going to go out during the tribulation. I've got a few people disagree with me on that, and that's fine. Okay, verse 15. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains. As I've said before, for you church members, how's Brother Tim going to flee to Judea? So he can't do it. So he's got an Israel setting here. Okay? Let him which is on the house top not come down and take anything out of the house. Neither, neither let him that is in the field return back to take his clothes. One of them that are with child and them that give suck in those days. Pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath. Okay? What would be, in America, what would be wrong with your flight on the Sabbath? <coughs> We get ready to go on a trip on the Sabbath. We go four or five hundred miles. That's not restricted to us. But it is to the Jew. Okay? For then shall be great tribulation, such as not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Except, except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh uh, be saved, but for the elect's sake, these days shall be shortened. See there? Now, no flesh saved. Not spirit, not soul. Flesh. <coughs> so in Israel's setting, that man of sin and his, and his bunch is going to do what Revelation prophesied the man of sin would do. He's going to persecute Israel. Do you see any of that coming along right now? Do you see the world kind of turning against Israel in America? Who would have thought that we got gangs? <coughs> Excuse me. We got gangs having meetings now to say that those Palestinians that killed and raped them people is right. Oh, they're doing it because they've been suppressed. Hey! People's been suppressed since Adam. It's always been the law of the human race that the strongest nation takes over. That's been war, war, war. And they always have. Amen. I'm not saying it's always right in the sight of God, but it's the way it works. <laughs> All right. Since the Lord mentioned Daniel here, Let's go to Daniel chapter 8. Daniel chapter 8. Look at verse 8. Daniel 8 and 8. Therefore the he-goat, and I'm starting here because I didn't want to read the whole chapter, Okay. Now, you Bible readers know who the goat represented. Okay. <clears throat> Therefore, the goat waxed very great, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken, and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them, now get that, out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south, toward the east, toward the pleasant land. Now, who's the pleasant land in the book of Daniel? Well, it's not, it's not uh, 
Persia. It's not Babylon, okay. And it, the horn now, and it waxed great even to the host of heaven. It cast down some of the host and the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away. Thank you, hon. And the place of the sanctuary was cast down. And the host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. Then I heard one saint speaking to another saint, <coughs> uh, which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the translation of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host uh, to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, Unto two thousand three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. All right, now, what do we got here? We got a man in the temple where he ought not to be. And he's stopping the daily sacrifice. Now, if I had read on, if I had read on in Matthew 24, Jesus made this statement. Except those days should be shortened, there would be no flesh left. All right? If you take your calculator and you put 2,300 in it and you divide it by 360, which is a prophetic year, not a, they, they had lunar, we go on the sun calendar. You divide 2,300 by, <clears throat> by 360, which is prophetic days in a year, you won't get seven years. You'll get 6.33. So, so is that, and I'm asking you, look at it, is that the shortening Jesus was talking about? I don't know. But he made a emphatic statement. He said, if, I, if I, we didn't shorten the days of this dude, he'd kill all of y'all. See? All right. Let me pass on. <clears throat> now let's, let's turn our attention to the, the beast. And let's turn our attention to how he's going to, some things he's going to do. So turn with me to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're at Revelation 13, look at verse 11. John said, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon. Now, what does that tell us? When you analyze that verse, what, what, as a Christian, what does that tell you? Huh? Wait a minute. He looked like a lamb. And then John the Baptist say, Behold, the Lamb of God, take away the sin of the world. In chapter 1 of St. John. So he looked like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. What, what, was the, what was the characteristic thing wrong with him? What, what, I mean, from, from God's standpoint of looking down, what was wrong with him? I hope you'll say he had a bad message. He, he, had, a, he had a message 
that, that caused people to uh, follow him. Remember a while ago I said, he's going to have answer to all the things. See, he looked like a lamb. Why, man, they look like good preachers. They got a suit on, and they carry him a King James Bible. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, <coughs> but he looked like a lamb. But what was his message? I'll take it one step further. What's Osteen's message? Huh? You see what I mean? All right, verse first. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, caused the earth and and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. What did he do? What did he do? Worship enters in in this chapter. When you study Revelation, always look for the word worship because that's a connotation of religion. So you got true worship and you got false worship. And first John talked a lot about this. You see what I mean? False worship. Verse 13, and he doeth great wonders so that he make a fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth they should make an image to the beast which he had uh, which had the wound by a sword and did live. What did he do? He caused people to worship him. Right. Now, you look at the state of this world right now. <clears throat> when a great man comes on that's got the answers, it's not going to be hard to get them to worship him. He's got the answers. Right? Okay? And he, did, he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Some people says that that's a supercomputer. I'll leave that up to you. Because they're getting really advanced, they tell me. And that AI right now. And some of the guys, and I I did read after a guy that was in the business, and he said, yeah, I'm afraid that we're going too far in it. They think they can get computers that can think on their own. Now, I might be very naive, naive, but I thought, how many in here has got a computer? I've got or got uh, where you can get to one. Okay? Uh, if that com my computer got too smart for me, and he didn't jump on me there with some kind of invisible hand, I'd go pull an electric plug out of the wall. Don't you think that would stop them? Now, I know some, oh, no, they got batteries, battery packs and all that stuff now. Okay, they probably do. But, that's what this is talking about. <clears throat> Some people say it's a computer. I don't know. But it'll be an image. It'll be an image. All right. <clears throat> Had power to give life an image of the beast. The image of the beast that both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. 
It's going to be serious with them. I know people read that and say, oh, if I'm here, I ain't going to, I ain't going to participate. Yes, you are. Yes, you are going to participate. All right. And he calls us all small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and their foreheads. They're doing that now too. They're in certain chips. In fact, if you got a dog or a cat, some of these vets really encourage you to put a chip in them so you don't lose Fido. Well, if you can do it to a dog, one more step to a human, isn't it? All right. That no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, which is the number of a man, and his number is 600, six score and six. And I know people that's tried to check so-and-so's social security number and check their address and all that. And, <clears throat> and that's all right. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't, I don't think you're going to find it out until he's revealed. See? <clears throat> now, what's really important to me, and I'm an old man, you all know that, I don't think the church will be here when this happens. I got some friends that say, oh, yeah, yeah, no. and, and, and they accuse me of saying, oh, we're not going to suffer. Well, we don't know that yet. You ain't out of here yet, are you? You're not out of here yet. You might suffer. I mean, I hear people say, well, I don't know if I'm going to get rewards. I haven't suffered yet. You hang around. The curtain ain't fell yet. See? And I hear people say, well, uh, the Lord's going to clean the church up before he gets out of here. Okay. Well, that, that is a thought. But I think, and you don't have to agree with me, I think he's going to clean it up when he gets, when he, when he meets us in the sky. You say, well, so-and-so didn't, I, I, don't, I might not have very many works. Well, that's what we're down here preaching to you tonight. Tell people about Jesus. Bring them to church. Pray for them. Just, just don't, you know, and I'm, and I'm guilty. Don't just get on your knees and say some words. Pour your heart out to God. See, I tell this to the young people, and some of them look kind of wide at me. I was raised in a rural country, and we as poor as Job's turkey. And I've seen the church come together on Wednesday night and pray for rain. And they wept about it. See, I'm still addressing the falling way. And I'm getting on us now. I don't see very many tears here. And I'm not trying to get you to scare up some. I'm just saying. See, the falling away has affected us. See, we're more worried. A lot of times we come to church and we're thinking about business deals. Hope you won't do that. I'm okay with you being in business. But don't let it override what you're doing for God. Okay? <clears throat> okay, I'm going to close uh, with reading in Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy. And what I'm going to do now, I've already told you, I've already told you that I thought Matthew 24 was chiefly to Jews. And 2 Timothy 
chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Some of you can quote it. <clears throat> Ch 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I think of that every time I see I happen to see something on Newsmax. Man, we're in perilous times. You say, well, I'm still eating good. Well, you better thank God in the morning when at breakfast that you are. Because I think he's still feeding us because he loves us. Because any time he cuts that food off, like them balances in Revelation 6, see, where you got to count the, the weight of the bread and the wine and see that you hurt not the oil, I think that's a sign when he opened that third seal that, that, that uh, starvation's coming. See? And they already starve, started them in North, uh, North Korea. You better thank God you wasn't born in North Korea. So, so, you know, when God lets us all come to bat, man, people don't have a clue. That's why they're going to run to this guy. They think he can feed them. And he probably will feed them food for a while. He probably will work out a way to feed people. Because he's going to have, he's going to answer a lot of things. All right, let me go ahead and read. I get to talking, I lose my thought. This no all sign of lost times, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lover of pleasures, more than lover of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now, when is this going to? This is to the Gentiles. Paul, Paul is a, was the, the uh, apostle to the Gentiles. And I've said this four times. Let me say it again. If you go look up the word apostle in the dictionary, it does not mean a holy man that does miracles. It means a teacher. So Paul is our teacher. And what? Now, when is this going to happen? What verse 1 say? In the last of the last days. See? For they are the sort which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's your, <laughs> there's your college people. It might even be some Bible colleges. You see what I mean? So, so I just wanted to read that now. Now, let me say this. That's not near all the scriptures I could read you about the Antichrist. I didn't even go to 1 John. But, but I wanted to be brief enough to warn you, and, and, and I'm on close, but I'm going to say this to get to you. Now, I, <clears throat> this just no gray-headed man, and, uh, and uh, probably pretty dumb. But I got a, I got a few people 
that I've kind of watching. And one of them is Elon Musk. Now, don't go from here and say, oh, Mr. Pollard teaches Elon Musk is, a, is the man of sin. I didn't say that. But, isn't he a, uh, isn't he a universal man? Don't he have an answer to a lot of, a lot of problems? Don't he have a lot of money? And he ain't even paying attention much to this, to this uh, liberal news media. Another one you might want to take a little look at is our transportation secretary. What's his name? Uh, what? Buddha judge. You know, he don't, he don't care for women. Didn't say. Now don't go say Brother Pollard said that uh, he's got them numbered. I don't. But, but the Bible said, watch. Jesus said, watch. Didn't he say watch? Okay. 